Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hello. Matt Williamson here of Locked On NFL Podcast. It is great to chat with you again, as we do every day. Talk football for about half an hour or so, go around the league, and you and I just sit here and chat about some of the thoughts of the, the last day, and we have a, a, not a lot to discuss right now. Uh, there's in, in our front four, there's going to be a few little nuggets, but at the end of the show, is something I think you're really going to like, and, and it's going to discuss a friend of mine. You know, Mike Sando did a, a, an article, as he does every year, on quarterback tiers around the NFL. And we'll get into that at the end of the show. I highly suggest you stick around for it. And uh, I've been involved in many of those type of projects at ESPN before. And now I'm actually going to be on the uh, the critical end, as opposed to the one catching the arrows thrown my way. But I am in a... Wonderful hotel, uh, same as last week, um, the Arnie Palmer sponsored hotel. There's photos and you know history of Arnold Palmer all over this place. It's a newer hotel. It's great here in Latrobe, PA, Arnie's hometown. I was at Steelers joint practice with the Lions yesterday. I could only stay about an hour and 15 minutes or so, uh, so I didn't catch the end of it because I had a live broadcast at uh, Dino's Bar and Grill. It's from 7 to 9 last night, and I'm going to be there again tonight. And then I'll be heading home back to Pittsburgh. And then on Friday, we will have another one of these shows, of course, another Locked on NFL podcast. And then I'm going to go to Steelers-Lions at Heinz Field, watch that entire game up close to personal, take a lot of notes for you all, as well as watch a lot of preseason games starting tonight when I get home. I'll try to watch as much as possible. So Monday, and maybe even tomorrow, depending what time I get home tonight, uh, we'll have a lot of preseason news and notes of actual real live football, man. Uh, I can't wait. I know people don't get excited about the preseason, and I understand that. But man, I've been commenting on tape from January or later for quite a while now. I'm excited to see something new. My eyes need to see something new to process and I got a chance to do some of that yesterday. And the first note of our front four is going to be, you know, on the Steelers-Lions joint practice that I, I witnessed. Um, I've seen a lot of the Steelers lately, so I was really excited to watch the Lions as up close, as personal as I possibly could. And, you know, I talked to some of their guys that have been around the team and whatnot, too. Uh, they're pretty excited about their trio of wide receivers. And, and for those of you that don't know, Go back and look at the stats, the win-loss, you know, of the Lions before and after Jim Bob Cooter took over as offensive coordinator. He really did an exceptional job of simplifying things when he took over, getting the ball out of Stafford's hands quickly. You know, that, that big offensive line that's littered with early picks. I mean, there's a chance that line gets a lot better, um, but... Uh, the, the group of the offensive linemen seem to be much more run blockers than they are, you know, holding protection for a long time. Although the, the Lions running game has just been terrible. 
But there is optimism there that, you know, you move Riley Reef from left tackle to right tackle. You put Decker in at left tackle. That pair of guards that were high picks uh, step up a little bit. Tomlinson in particular has struggled. Maybe they will actually have some semblance of a running game. I'm still a big Abdullah fan. I wouldn't, you know, look at him as anything close to a bust at this point. Um, But they're really excited about Tate, Jones, and Bolden. You know, Calvin Johnson's gone. We know that. But, and he's a freak, and he's an all-time great, and all those wonderful things. But this group, you know, Tate and Bolden in particular, really fit that short, controlled passing game. They're good after the catch. Bolden's a tough guy, rugged. You know, he's a very good blocker, too. That should help the run game. Maybe spring Abdullah or Theo Riddick for some long, you know, long runs. You know, and Stafford needs a guy... He can trust. You know, he's always had Calvin Johnson. And in some ways, I think that's retarded Stafford's growth just a little bit because he could always count on the freak to go up and get the ball for him when Stafford is in trouble. And now he kind of has to mature a little bit and be a better decision maker. And uh, I think Bolden will be very good for this team in the clubhouse as well as for Stafford to lean on third and five. You know, I'm going to get Bolden on a slot corner or something, and they're going to go that direction all the time. And they really like Jones. You know, I've read some reports lately, and I've talked to some people that think he might be their best receiver right now. And I'm not going that far. You know, I mean, I thought he was a good player for the Bengals. I thought the the Lions overpaid for him, which I understood. You're losing Calvin Johnson. He was probably the top guy on the free agency market. But I think that's selling Tate very short. I think Tate is a very high-quality starting caliber receiver. And and I bet he has more receptions than Jones or Bolden when said and done. I bet he's the top target. And that's not a knock on Jones. Jones is more of a field stretcher than Tate or Bolden. And that's a you know something that this, this offense could obviously use, even though they have gotten the ball out of Stafford's hands quickly. He, he has a fantastic arm, and, and it was great to see him in person. Man, can he sling it. And he's really, really gifted. Um, that was the first time I had seen you know, the Lions up close in person. And you can get a lot more out of it. And the other guy that, you know, this shouldn't shock you, but... Man, is Ziggy Ansah a freak. Is he, he is a specimen, man. He was whipping Steeler linemen these past two days after talking to everyone. Nobody could block him. You know, you see him on tape, and I've always raved about him, and I think he's only getting better. He actually hasn't been playing football all that long. You see him in person, though. His quickness and his length, his athletic ability are off the charts. I mean, he may end up being the best pass rusher in the NFL by, you know, Week 10, he is a total stud. Um, So there were some good things to take away from there. And it's part two here of the front four. I want to talk about the Chargers briefly. This Bosa nonsense is making me crazy, and I've been doing my best to ignore it. And now his mom's involved, and we should have pulled an Eli Manning and not told the Chargers we wouldn't play for them. And I understand that there's a conflict here, and honestly, I've been doing my best to not even dig into it because I don't care because I keep thinking that Bosa's going to report tomorrow and it's all going to be done, but they're not even talking. I mean, this seems so petty because they really need him, and he really needs to be in camp. You know, this is valuable, valuable time that he's missing, and I think he, you know, I thought he was going to be the defensive rookie of the year. I think Miles Jack and Joey Bosa are the my top two candidates to be defensive rookie of the year. 
But not if he doesn't get there anytime soon. You know, he needs to get in there and play games and be with his, his teammates. And is he, is he rubbing those guys the wrong way or what? Um, I, I, this needs to end now. And hopefully by the time we talk on Monday or so, he's in camp and all's well. And I'm guessing that's the way it's going to happen. But there doesn't seem to be any progress. And another Chargers note you know, while we're talking San Diego is this isn't surprising, but Stevie Johnson is gone for the season. You know, I mentioned that early last week. Um, that's unfortunate. But the good news is Tyrell Williams is a name probably a lot of you don't know, um, but he's drawing really rave reviews, and that's really encouraging. And you know, he came out of a tiny school last year, was unbelievably raw. But what you need to know about him is he's about 6'4", long, leaner type, kind of like an A.J. Green body type. And he is a terrific athlete. I mean, he is a spark madman. I mean, his tests are off the chart. He's explosive. He's fast. So there's an opportunity for him. I think he has the team made. Um, he may be the deep threat, you know, along with Benjamin. I, I think he has some after-the-catch ability, too. So Tyrell Williams is someone just to put in the back of your memory banks. He's somebody that's pretty exciting. As always, I, I very much urge you to go check out the other uh, Locked On shows in the network. Uh, go check out your favorite team. We talk Steelers, Lions, Chargers. Uh, there's also a fantasy one now by Vinny Iyer. Uh, that, that's good stuff there, too. I mean, I promise I will be getting these guys on our show. But in the meantime, go check out some of these individual team Locked On podcasts. They're, they are very good, and... I gotta say, I'm pretty proud to be part of this network. And David Locke has really assembled a, an all-star cast, and uh, it, it's good stuff. There's a lot of good good things going on here. We're growing very rapidly. And, and please do me a favor: drop me a note on on Twitter if you'd like at Williamson NFL, and just tell me, you know, what am I doing right, what I'm doing wrong, and go to iTunes. You know, if good or bad, put out put out a uh, the review for me. Uh, two more on the front four, and these are going to be quick. ESPN Giants reporter Jordan Rannon is saying Andre Williams is the lead for the team's number two running back job. I I don't see this at all. <laughs> you know, I really like Paul Perkins. I like Rashad Jennings. I guess they're not including Shane Vereen in this conversation because he's really just a his he's a specialty player as as a receiver. But, man, I mean, even like Rainey, I mean, they, they have a, a stable of backs, and Andre Williams is very, very low on my list as a pure plotter, run into the line of scrimmage, no uh, make-you-miss, no zuzu to him at all. Um, this would really shock me, but, you know, you take some of these, these reports with a grain of salt, he'll be someone I'm looking at, you know. I mean, maybe he looks different in his second season, and... You know, I'll take a peek at him this preseason, and maybe he's worked out like crazy this offseason, and he's getting better. I mean, that's certainly a possibility. You can't dismiss that, but that would shock me. The last thing on the front four is a quote from Marvin Lewis at the Bengals saying, Tyler Boyd is in tune with everything we're doing. His effort and energy is good. His assignments are good, and we know the athleticism and ability he has to make plays on the football. And many are saying that he's the star of camp. I'm rooting for him. Don't get me wrong. You know, all my buddies from Pittsburgh were not happy that Tyler Boyd ended up with the rival Bengals, you know, for Steeler fans, obviously. I don't care about those things that much anymore. When I was a kid, I would have. But now, I, you know, I'm looking at this from a national stage. 
and I'm rooting for Tyler Boyd more than most because he's a pit guy, and people down there love him. Everyone knows that he's a very hard worker from that building that I've talked to. I don't think he's a great athlete, though. You know, when you look at the receivers that came out of this draft class, he's certainly in the bottom half of drafted receivers in terms of athletic ability. You know, one thing I think is appealing to him at Cincinnati is he's, quote, NFL readier than a lot of receivers. I mean, certainly more so than a guy like Tyrell Williams we were just talking about. He's a crisp route runner. But the people that like him, there seems to be very differing opinions on Tyler Boyd. The people that like him say... He's Keenan Allen. You know, he's a refined route runner, does all the little things. He's not a superb athlete. The people that don't like him, and I tend to lean more this way, say he's Robert Woods. You know, as maybe on a good day, he's a number two receiver for you. But in the end, he's not going to separate consistently. He's not going to go up and make highlight reel, pluck the ball high in the air type of things. He's not going to run away from people. He's not great after the catch. So again, I mean, he, he's one of the people high on my list that I want to watch in the preseason. And, and trust me, I am rooting for him more than I am most players, but the Bengals need him. I wonder if this is manufactured a little bit because they really, really need another receiver. And, and I feel like the health of Tyler Eifert is absolutely instrumental in the prognosis of the Bengals this year. You know, we know A.J. Green's going to be there, but... Can they count on Eifert to be the true number two? Even if Boyd is very successful, I don't think he's going to ready to be the, the true second option in NFL passing game, especially as a rookie. Brandon LaFell doesn't get me excited at all. I think Gio Bernard will catch a lot of passes. But their passing game without Hugh Jackson, and trust me, I'm not, a, I'm not sold on Andy Dalton, has me concerned. And I think that's a big reason why I expect the Bengals to take a, you know, one step back this year. All right, I am excited about this. <clears throat> a good friend of mine, Mike Sando, I'm sure you all know who he is. He's from, from ESPN. He and I worked closely together, although from the opposite ends of the country, for 10 years at ESPN. And we, made, we did a lot of these type of articles together. Lists, and he would, you know, go... He, he's an exceptional reporter first, but also a very good football mind that knows a ton of people. And he accumulates, puts together these great articles. In this case, he, he asked 42 talent evaluators to rank the quarterbacks around the league and put them into tiers. And he used to ask me these things all the time. Like, honestly, if I was at ESPN right now, I'd have been one of the 42, you know, that I would have had an opinion on this. I did that many, many times with Mike and with others, but especially with Mike. And he's, he's the best. And, of course... Any kind of list you make, and ESPN knows this really well, and so does everyone, really. But when you're building lists, and it's a great thing to do in the off season because it drives people bonkers. You know, so P Sando's catching arrows left and right about you don't know what you're talking about. This list isn't, you know, how can you have this guy this low? How can you do this? You've never watched football before. Trust me, I've gotten a million tweets like that for every list I've ever written. This isn't Mike's opinion. He's just accumulating the data. You know, he has 42 people that know an awful lot about the game, what they think, and these are the results. But I want to go over it, and I'm excited because I get, the guy, I get to kind of be the fan that gets to criticize things here as opposed to the guy that built the list. And the top tier, I have no argument at all with. There's three quarterbacks in the top tier. He has Brady and Aaron Rodgers tied for the first spot. 
And if I had to choose between those two, I would take Rodgers slightly. I mean, who, who are we to crash Brady? I mean, Brady's a total stud. And Roethlisberger's number three. I very, very much agree with that. I think Roethlisberger is finally starting to get the true uh, national notoriety for being such a great player. And I think he's clearly third. And that's going to infuriate some people, some Cam Newton fans. He's coming off an MVP season and all these things. Uh, I I, I hear you. But these three, to me, stand alone as the elite. What I disagree with is... His tier two has 12 quarterbacks, and I would make tier two much smaller. You know, the the guys at the top, Cam Newton's number four on this list, and and if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of this tier, I think there's a big gap between those guys. You know, I mean, he has Joe Flacco at 12. He's got Matt Ryan at 13. Let's just scroll, you know, give you this whole tier. Newton is four. He wouldn't be four for me, but he wouldn't be far off. Breeze is five. I probably put Breeze ahead of Newton slightly. Wilson, Russell Wilson, six. I would probably put Wilson ahead of both of them, but not by leaps and bounds. I mean, we're really splitting hairs here, and I think all three of those deserve to be in the true second tier, as does Andrew Luck. You know, what I saw last year, I very much believe is an aberration. So those would all be in my second tier, as would Phillip Rivers, who's number eight. And I think he's about the most underrated football player in the league over the last 20 years or so. I think he should be a Hall of Famer. I don't think he'll end up going. A great quarterback. So to me, he's just below the Roethlisberger tier, along with Breeze and Wilson and uh, Cam Newton. And at number nine, he's got Eli Manning. And again, this isn't Mike Sando saying this. This is just him accumulating it. I don't. I wouldn't put Eli Manning at nine. I mean, to me, he's a third tier guy. I would add. I would create a whole new tier. You know. I mean, to me, he does not belong on the same tier of quarterbacks as Wilson, Breeze, Rivers. No, no. He is a Manning is what I consider a franchise quarterback, and that means he's not elite. He's not average. But he's a franchise quarterback, and they don't grow on trees, and the Browns would kill for Eli Manning over the last 15 years or whatever. And, you know, that you could do a heck of a lot worse. You can win Super Bowls with those guys. Joe Flacco, to me, is a franchise quarterback. But they're not in that top two tiers of how this organization, or how this is going. Carson Palmer's 10 on the list. I don't know if I'd put him in the second tier or the third tier. If, if he's in the second tier with River and Breeze and Newton and Wilson... He would be last if he's in the third tier with the Flacco's and Eli's and Romo. He'd be first. So I'm not. He, I'm teetering on there. He, I'm going to put him at two and a half. He's in the second and a half tier by himself. Um, but I have no problem with him being ten overall. The only problem is I would much rather have Carson Palmer than Eli Manning. Uh, Romo's at eleven. Is another guy I think is underrated. You know, he's kind of like I always look at Romo and feel bad for him in that. It's almost like being a center fielder for the Yankees back in the day. If you're if you're not Mickey Mantle, you're not Joe DiMaggio, then you're a bum. You know, Romo isn't Aikman or Roger Staubach, so he's a disappointment. This guy's a heck of a player, and he's still playing extremely well. I, I feel like all I ever say about him lately is, boy, I don't think he's going to stay healthy, and I think his body's going to fall apart, and I don't trust him to stay healthy. And that's all true. I mean, I, I'm not wavering from that, but... He's really good right now, you know, and he's he's reeled it in a little bit. 
Uh, he's become much more of a student of the game. Uh, I am a big Romo fan. He would be at the top of my tier three, though. Flacco's 12. We kind of talked about him. That's about where I would have him. I, I guess Eli and Flacco are about the same level to me. They're franchise quarterbacks, along with number 13 here, Matt Ryan, coming off a down year in a new offense and could use some more weapons. I think it's a real pivotal year in Ryan's career. I, I hope the book isn't written on him that he's always going to be the 11th, the 14th best quarterback in the league. I, I think he has the chance to move into that that second tier, the breeze tier, but we need to see a lot more. So I think he's properly ranked here around 13. Uh, Matthew Stafford, who I saw yesterday, I think he's also very deserving to be in a third tier. Again, you know, Mike has this as a second tier. He's got a big, big second tier. I would split that up into a second and third tier. Stafford at 14. Okay. You know, I mean, started to sell me for sure that second half of last year. The abilities there, we shall see. I was impressed with them in person yesterday. I'm cool with that. Andy Dalton at 15 would be lower for me. Um, I'm not totally sold. I've been a Dalton basher forever. Um, again, I'm, I'm going to lean towards guys that are more physically gifted than Dalton. And if you had to say... Who's a be- and we're just judging this right now of who's the better football player right this second. We're not talking about who would you rather have going forward. I'm looking at it like who's the best player as it stands now. I think I could come up with 15 quarterbacks that I think are better football players than Andy Dalton. Um, and now we go into tier three for Mike. And his 16 is Derek Carr. His 17 is Jameis Winston. I'm going to skip 18. He has Mariota at 19, and he has Bortles at 22. And the reason I'm skipping around here is because those four almost belong in their own category for me, you know, as the next great ones. I'm a believer in all four of them, Bortles, Carr in their third years, Mariota, Winston in their second years. And if I were to rank them who I want going forward, boy, that'd be tough. But I probably would go Mariota, Winston, Carr, Bortles. But I, I'm i buying stock in all those guys. You know, I, I think the, those four are the NFL future of the quarterback position. But for this exercise, they're really hard to rank. You know, how good are they right now? You know, are they better than... Alex Smith at 18 or Andy Dalton at 15? The answer is probably not. You know, who would you rather have? Clearly any of those four young guys. I'd much rather have any of them than Alex Smith or Andy Dalton. Two guys I'm not going to say very much good things about. Um, But I feel like those four have to belong in their own tier. And you might be over there going, you know, what about Teddy Bridgewater? He should be in that. He should be in that category too, right? And no, I don't think so. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going down a Alex Smith-like career path and will be a lifelong Tier 3 quarterback, where those young four that I mentioned, they're about the same age as Teddy, I think have a chance to be Tier 1 guys. I think that won't be long before they're Tier 2 guys. I think their ceiling's way higher, and I like what they've done quite a bit. So like I said, Alex Smith at 18 on this list, Mario to 19, Kirk Cousins at 20. I'm sorry, I can't do this. You know, he's had, what, seven good games? And I urge you to 
go look at an article I wrote for the score about Kirk Cousins saying, boy, I love what the Redskins are doing as a whole. They're surrounding him with people. I get that. Very Andy Dalton-like because he needs it. And he is a turnover machine. Just because he finished the season strong against awful defenses, teams like the Saints. I mean, the, his his schedule at the end of last year was very, very soft. And he took advantage of it and he played well. But to call him the 20th best quarterback in football right now, I think is crazy. Um and the guy nobody likes is 21, is Jay Cutler. I thought Cutler had a really good year last year. I mean, I think Cutler's a better player than Alex Smith, Andy Dalton, certainly Kirk Cousins. So if I were to rank him, I'd probably move him up about five spots or so. I get that people don't like him, but, man, he's 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 not making the mistakes he used to. I think Cutler is a franchise quarterback, the low end of those guys. You know, obviously I'd rather have Romo and, and Eli and – you know, these Flacco, but Cutler, I think in the right situation, you could win a lot of games with Cutler. You could do a heck of a lot worse. Bortles was a 23 or 22. Bridgewater was a 23. I already kind of talked about him, and I'm actually writing an article now as we speak about him. I think the Vikings are going to be great, but I think the, the, my biggest concern about the Vikings this year is their quarterback. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, again, a pivotal year. Also, a very pivotal year for Ryan Tannehill. 24 on this list, which I guess that's where he belongs. I think he's going to rebound. I'm pretty much a believer, but I'm more of a believer in Adam Gase and the supporting cast Tannehill has right now. I think Tannehill will take a big step forward. And he's a long way from there. But he has the capability of being a tier a tier two guy, a top 10 quarterback. Uh, he's far from there right now. Gone through a lot of coaches. And you start to wonder, you know, is all these coaches been a detriment to Tannehill or is he a coach killer? You know, I mean, sometimes it's not always on the coaches. Ryan Fitzpatrick at 25, uh, that's not a super lofty rating, but I am not a Fitzpatrick believer at all. Uh, I thought he benefited an unbelievable amount from Marshall, Decker, Gailey. I still think he's highly mistake prone. I don't think he's a very good passer. Um, Tyrod Taylor, 26, <sighs> Taylor versus Fitzpatrick. I, I like Taylor more and we just haven't seen as much. He's a tough guy to rank right now. I think he's getting better. Uh, I think Bill's fans should be happy with him. I, I think the Buffalo should try to lock him up soon. Um, but I guess you have to put him at 26. Osweiler, 27, not a believer, but you know, we're starting to really, Get down the bottom of the barrel here. Sam Bradford at 28. I think Bradford's a better player than than that. You know, I know that he never lived up to the first overall billing, and there's a lot of things to not like about him. And there's always an excuse for Bradford, but I think he played well at the end of second end of the last year. I'd take him over Fitzpatrick. I'd take him over Osweiler. I'd probably take him over Tyrod Taylor. So he'd probably be around 25 for me. Um, Odd situation with him, though, of course. And then the last year, he has guys like Kaepernick and Blaine Gabbard and Sanchez and RG3 and Case Keenum, and he didn't rank any rookies, obviously. Um, I don't know. We need to talk about them. Some of those guys obviously have potential if they can. They're fighting for starting jobs. So to, to rank them right now is a pretty difficult exercise. So uh, a good list, and any list you can nitpick like crazy. Trust me, I've been on the receiving end many, many times. 
Sando does fantastic work. Uh, I'm going to make sure to mention him, and maybe he'll listen to this too and get some feedback. But I, the, the one thing I would have done differently is I would have added a tier. Uh, the ones after those first three, I think that the, the Wilson, Breeze, Rivers, Newton tier kind of should be on its own, and guys like Eli and Flacco don't belong in there, let alone Andy Dalton. So there you have it. Another Locked On NFL podcast in the books. This was kind of fun. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do, but I hope to watch a lot of preseason tonight. I'll probably be up late um, when I get home. I'm not getting home till about 11 o'clock tonight, so I can't promise I'm going to get a lot of preseason watched. But there are a lot of games, and so we'll have notes to discuss. Hopefully not too many injuries, not too many negative things. It is great, though. I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. Take care. Check out all, check out all the Locked On Network.